live from wherever you happen to be, it's the SNL Hall of Fame Podcast. And now, here's your host, curator of the hall, Jamie Dew. Oh, the magic of those bells. It's wonderful. It's a wonderful time to be here in the autumn. We are now four episodes deep in the Saturday Night Live program. What did you think of the Sudeikis episode? I can't speak to it because I am recording this prior to it airing. But uh, I have a good feeling about this one. I have a real good feeling about this one. My name is Jamie Dew, and this is the fourth episode of the SNL Hall of Fame podcast. It's your podcast companion to the SNL Hall of Fame. What do you mean by that, Jamie? Well, each week on this program, I will invite a guest to add a alumni, host, musical guest, or writer to the ballot of the SNL Hall of Fame. And then in May, we will open up voting and we'll elect ourselves the very first class of the SNL Hall of Fame. Very exciting stuff. Very exciting stuff. So, how you doing? Uh, I am great. Uh, like I say, I'm enjoying the show so far. Uh, the actual SNL show so far, I think we've got two C pluses and a B plus. Yeah, I think the Rami Malik episode was a B plus. I really enjoyed it. And I'm looking for them to have carried that momentum into the Sudeikis episode and have that one be uh, a superstar episode as well. Sudeikis, is he a Hall of Famer? I think so. I think so. He's not on the ballot thus far, but maybe by the end of the season he will be. We'll have to wait and see. Of course, he has now thrown his hat in the ring uh, in the host category as well. So who knows? Time will tell when he makes his second appearance. He'll be eligible for the hosting Hall of Fame. And what about Remy Malik? Remy Malik as a host was phenomenal, I thought. Um, you know, I wasn't expecting... Uh, I don't want to say I wasn't expecting much. I was expecting more than I expected in the Kim Kardashian West episode. But I was really blown away. I was really quite blown away by what he brought to the table. And uh, I think that was that was good. This is, who knows, the beginning of a, a Hall of Fame hosting category. Maybe the next Adam Driver. You, you, you just never know what you're watching when you watch this show. It's so exciting. So, this week on the SNL Hall of Fame podcast, I am joined by friend of the show, Justin Renwick. And this guy is a true SNL aficionado. Uh, the stuff that he can pull out of his derriere is uh, pretty impressive. And the first name that he threw at me to add to the ballot of the SNL Hall of Fame was rock and roll performer Neil Young. And I think you're going to like this episode. Uh, we're going to play a little Neil music. We're going to talk some Neil. And we're going to listen to Justin's argument as to why he belongs in the Hall of Fame. 
If you agree with this argument, come May, you can cast your vote for Mr. Young. And it, of course, if it uh, appears on 51% of the ballots, he will be a Hall of Famer. So there's that. That's what I got for you in the preamble. Justin Renwick, Neil Young, I won't waste any more of your time. Let's get right to it. This is a prairie-born Canadian. Um, ah, allow me to correct you. Oh, please. That is, a lot of people think that he's from Winnipeg. Yes. And he did live in Winnipeg when he was a teenager, okay. went to high school there, and formed his first bands there as well, but he is actually from Toronto. Oh, beautiful. He was born at uh, Toronto General Hospital in November uh, 1945. His father, Scott, was a famous sports writer for the Toronto Telegraph, which I, I believe is now the Globe and Mail. Great. Okay. Yeah. And they lived, they lived kind of, they moved around a little bit around the city. They lived in a town called Omimi, which is outside of Peterborough when he was very young, moved back to Toronto. And then the parents split and his mother, Rassi, took him and his uh, brother, Bob. I think there was just the two of them and they all moved. I think Bob went with them. Anyway, it doesn't matter. They moved back to Winnipeg where I believe she was from. And that's where he met like Randy Bachman. And, and as I said, put his first bands together and to, go off on another tangent uh, they would cross the border into ontario and play at a place in fort william which is now thunder bay yeah and that's where he met stephen stills they were playing at the same club in 1964 or 65 stephen stills had been in a um group called the agogo singers which were one of those old timey nine member groups with like five and six part harmonies oh wow and yeah they were doing a tour and for whatever reason, wound up in Fort William. That's where Stills met Young. And eventually, you know, they traded addresses. Uh, Neil went to visit him in New York in 1965 and met Richie Fure, who was also part of the Agogo Singers, but wasn't on that tour. And then the three of them were in Buffalo Springfield the next year. Oh, that's so cool. Uh, but anyway, we're getting off topic. No, that's a really... It's, it, it's a bizarre story. For. If you if I was thinking of myself of doing a podcast about bands, uh, the Buffalo Springfield story alone will you just you can't believe it happened. I don't, I won't waste airtime with it, but it's it's incredible how it all came together. Anyway, Neil Young, uh, first episode was September thirtieth, nineteen eighty nine. I knew it was the fall of eighty nine because I remember watching it live and being blown away by how good the show was. Bruce Willis was the host, yeah, and it was amazing. They did Wayne's World. Um, <laughs> Bruce Willis actually kind of took it on the chin because he'd made an album called The Re uh, Return of Bruno. Return of Bruno, yeah. I think that came out in 1987. And it was just him singing like Respect Yourself and some other like blues and soul songs and playing the harmonica. And it was fine. You know, it was okay. <laughs> it was very much a celebrity vanity project. Sure. And he obviously had fun doing it, but he was also willing to laugh at himself because there was a great sketch of, you know, Bruce Willis another album that he released and it was just it was all the same melody with just ridiculous lyrics like depend adult undergarments they're wet and they're dry my 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 i always remember harmonica the parthenon the greek family restaurant the park at the bank they'll tell yeah. you away yeah. 
this? <laughs> yep. Okay, good. So you know what I'm talking I about. I do. There was also the hi- the plane hijack sketch. Yes. Where he keeps cracking wise like his old character on uh, Moonlighting. Right. And you see a very uh, young Mike Myers in that sketch. That would have been, he joined in January of 1989. And do you know who Mike Myers was hired with? I do not. Ben Stiller. Oh, wow. Ben Stiller stayed until the end of that season and then left. He was not he was not happy there. Well, I I mean, that makes sense because yeah. I I you struggle to visualize him on the show. Yeah, he he did his Eddie Munster character and forget what else, but I guess it was kind of an unforgettable stint, but yeah. the great thing is that's where he met Bob Odenkirk and he stole him away and brought him to the Ben Stiller show, ben Stiller which show for my money is still one of the best sketch comedy shows of all time. Yeah. And owes a great deal of debt to SCTV. And Ben Stiller is a huge SCTV fan. Oh, gosh. Anyway, I'm getting off topic again. So yeah, Neil Young, that was his first appearance. His latest was December 17th, 2005, which I think was the Living With War album, but I could be wrong. He has appeared four times. Uh, The reason I nominate him is his performance on September 30th, he had members of... Keith Richards' backing band, the expensive winos with him. He had Steve Jordan on drums, who himself was part of the Saturday Night Live band in the 70s, uh, and Charlie Drayton playing bass, and I think uh, it was Wadi Wachtel from, also from the expensive winos, and his own guitarist, Frank San Pedro. I might be shoehorning Wadi in there. I don't remember if he was there or not. I think it was just the four of them. But the the performance they put on is spellbinding. Ladies and gentlemen, Neil Young. Sleeping in the- 
fucking incredible. And uh, uh, Conan O'Brien was just talking about it. He was there. When he, he, was, he, had, he, was, when he had Neil on the episode. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's right. Yeah. So yeah. He, yeah. As you know, he was a writer on the show. And yeah, like even just watching it on TV, it was electrifying. Yes. Like I'm getting goosebumps right now just talking about it. It was so good. And at the end of it, he like rips all his strings and this. And then the, for the encore, he played Needle and the Damage Done. Or the second time he came on, right? The two um, performances, generally two performances during the show. Needle and the Damage Done. And then one of the songs, the other songs from Freedom. I forget what it was called. I think it's No More, but really good song. But anyway, just those those guys that were back. And like Steve Jordan, I'm a drummer. Steve Jordan is one of my favorite drummers. He's so good. Even the the sound he gets on his snare is just like, for me, incredible. Such a good performance. There's been some really amazing Justin is grinning ear to ear yep. as, as he says this. This is great. I'm going to nominate Neil because, uh, well, yeah, he's from Toronto. Lauren's from Toronto. I know that's a pretty weak. <laughs> no. <laughs> that's a pretty uh, weak bar, but. Uh, <laughs> you're nominating him because he's, he's you know, a white hot yep. sun in the sky. Yep. He is, um, he is a live performer, apparently even in the studio. There's very little overdubbing with Neil. He's. He has a band and he's, he's good enough that uh, they can record most stuff live off the floor, which you cannot say about a lot of bands. Most bands try that and, f- and fail miserably. Right. Yeah, no, uh, I mean, I, I think that's a, it's a great pick. He's been on four times. Each of the times has been very good. Yep. He is a legend. Mm. He is the epitome of a Hall of Famer, you know, in the sense, forget about uh, the Saturday Night Live Hall of Fame music category, he is a Hall of Famer in his own right, you mm-hmm. know, in rock and roll or, you know, any other walk of life, just fucking cool old man, yep. <laughs> you know? He's still out there doing it too. I fully am behind your nomination here. I think this is a great pick and uh, I hope to see that he does make it into make it into the hall. But now it is uh, in your hands, the listener. When we open the voting in may you will have your say will neil young make it to the hall of fame time will tell So what do you think of that, huh? That was my friend Justin Renwick. And boy, he knows a lot about Neil Young right off the top. Right off the top. No, he's not Prairie Born. <laughs> oh, my crack research staff will be uh, annoyed when they get that fiery letter from me. He's not born in the prairies, folks. He's born in Toronto. Anyway, was it a compelling argument? Do you think Neil belongs in the SNL Hall of Fame? Has he appeared enough times? It'll be interesting to find out as we move forward. But I really want to thank Justin for stopping by. And of course, I want to thank you for stopping by the SNL Hall of Fame. It means a great deal to me that you continue to patronize our lovely hall here. But for now, I ask that you turn out the lights. Because the SNL Hall of Fame is now closed. Thanks for listening to the SNL Hall of Fame podcast. 
You can find everything you need to know about the show at snlhof.com. Don't forget to subscribe, share, rate, and review the show wherever you get your podcast. This is Doug Dance saying, this is Doug Dance saying, see you next month in the hall. some such.